Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. It's Monday, January 22nd, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jen Snassi. Let's get right into the show. First, I'll be passing it off to our producer, Eleanor Paul, to read out today's markets updates. According to Coindesk Indices, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin was trading down 2.18% over the past 24 hours at $40,802 after another disappointing week for Bitcoin. Meanwhile, Ether was down 3.95% over the same time period, sitting at $2,372. Today's mover in the Coindesk Market Index is Cartesi, ticker CTSI, up 37% on the day. In traditional markets, both the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 rose over a percent in the last trading session. Notably, the S&P 500 reached a record high Friday, bolstered by strong performance in the tech sector. Stock futures are looking positive to start the week, as traders aim to build on Friday's standout performance. And in commodities, the Brent crude benchmark was trading at $75.88 a barrel, while gold was trading at $2,029 an ounce. Now, back to Jen. For more on the market's action, let's bring in Hashnote CEO, Leo Muzuhara. Hey, great to be back, Jen. How are you? I'm great, Leo. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's been a very exciting start to the new year. It has been a very, very exciting start to the new year. Let's start off very broadly. What market trends are you watching? And I think I know what you're going to say. Well, we're obviously all watching Bitcoin and how the the new Bitcoin ETF has changed our outlook on Bitcoin and the inflows that we're expecting there. But I think the real story post-ETF has been uh, Ethereum's outperformance as we're coming out of this. I think the market has really rotated from the story leading up to the ETF being that Bitcoin's going to be bought up to the next story, which is potentially that Ethereum ETF is coming out. I would even suggest that you know we're going to continue to look forward. And so the questions become, what's after the ETH ETF? Are we looking at staked ETH, for example? You know, We're quite focused on that at Hashnode right now in terms of being able to provide staked ETH funds and altcoin funds as well. So I think the outperformance of the ETH is interesting, and I think that continued rotation is going to be the story of the first quarter here. Let's talk about ETH, because everyone was expecting the price of Bitcoin to rally on that initial announcement, and ETH took off before Bitcoin did. Were you expecting to see that? And how do you expect to see 
Ether's price progress over the rest of 2024? Yeah, we had mixed opinions here at Hashnode, actually. My personal opinion was that the Bitcoin ETF is a big deal, but it's going to be a slow trickle, right? As RIAs come on board, more money managers um, start to onboard the ETF. We're going to see a lot of flows into Bitcoin. And that'll be big over the course of 2024. But everyone was expecting this big jump, perhaps the weekend after or the week after. And that was not really my view. Although, to be fair, you know, several others on my staff uh, did believe that this would be a continued inflow and they would see much more coming straight out of the ETF. Um, I think it's quite telling that Ethereum had its rally and hasn't sold off the same way Bitcoin has thereafter. Um, and I think that's really a rotation into what we're looking for next, that Ethereum ETF is almost certainly on the horizon. I think Ethereum has a lot of interesting features, including the fact that it has a natural inborn yield provision or dividend provision, depending on how you look at that, at look at look at staking yields. Uh, and so, you know, I think state ETH funds are going to have a lot of a lot of room to run over the next year. Um, not a lot of reason for people to, to stay in Ethereum ETFs if they can get the dividend yield or the staking yield uh, within a fund vehicle. And the next step after that is almost certainly altcoins. So we've seen a big run up in Solana. We've seen a big run up in Ethereum layer twos. I think the use cases around Ethereum and the, the potential cash flows that come off of some of these uh, layer twos, as well as uh, Ethereum itself, are really interesting to investors going forward. Let's talk about those layer twos. We saw some of the tokens associated with layer twos also rally on the news of the spot Bitcoin uh, ETF approval. What layer two tokens are you watching? Yeah, that's right. We saw a lot of, I think the whole ecosystem really rallied after after the Bitcoin ETF. It kind of, it gave the whole industry some credibility, right? Uh, we're watching some of the big ones around, particularly Arbitrum, we're thinking about how to think about the optimism layer as well. Matic is a classic layer too, although it hasn't seen as much of a rally as the other ones have. I think one of the things, I, you know, Coinbase stock is actually a good way to play layer twos right now as well, as Coinbase is not going to, well, it doesn't sound like Coinbase is going to come out with a base token, uh, but the profitability of the base layer two will go directly into Coinbase stock. These are interesting in that they can be they can be analyzed more like traditional financial instruments. Uh, they have a business model that is almost like a secondary market reseller. They take block space that they are purchasing on Ethereum and reselling it to uh, second to layer two or secondary market users. Um, and I think that's going to be really appealing to Wall Street going forward. The fact that some of the layer ones like Bitcoin have some sort of monetary value, they feel like gold. I think will give way to this very interesting, easy to analyze uh, set of features on layer twos and thus make them very appealing for Wall Street going forward. On the topic of Coinbase's stock, we are waiting for a judge to make a decision on whether or not the case the SEC brought against Coinbase is going to get thrown out. If it doesn't, do you think that's going to have a bearing on the price of coin? I mean, it'll have some bearing, but I think the fact that it's getting taken so seriously is very interesting. Generally speaking, getting these cases thrown out, my understanding is it's quite difficult and rare. However, the fact that it's getting so much airtime and that Judge Fela is taking it so seriously, I think is uh, very revealing in terms of how contentious this case is. And 
even in her initial oral arguments or in her um, response to the oral arguments, she showed a very good understanding of what the problems at stake are. Uh, I believe she said something along the lines of, you know, I'm presented with the specter of collectibles being regulated by the SEC, which includes things like sneakers and trading cards and luxury watches. Like, it all feels very out of the purview of the SEC typically, but she has a very clear understanding that that's the, that's the slippery slope that she's standing on the precipice of. We'll continue watching what happens in that case. But we can't talk about the markets these days without talking about the Solana ecosystem. It is really making a comeback at the beginning of 2024. Sol has seen some major gains along with some of the meme coins in the Solana ecosystem, like Dog with Hat, which I always have a really fun time saying. And Bonk, are you watching anything in particular there? Yeah, I've always been a fan of the Solana ecosystem. I think the tech is really interesting. Um, certainly, we've seen a lot of renewed activity on Solana. It's really picked up. At one point, uh, Solana was seeing more activity in DeFi than Ethereum, which was one of the big headlines. Uh, it might be worth noting that even at the recent peak, it's still about 10% of what it was at its like at the real peak in 2021. Also, perhaps worth noting that while the DeFi activity on Solana might be less than that of Ethereum, or sorry, more than that of Ethereum, uh, if you add Ethereum plus the layer twos, it's not quite as stark that Solana is, um, is taking up so much energy. But uh, certainly interesting to see the activity. I think they have a great product there. I think the meme coin stuff is not really my purview, so I don't I don't understand any of that, unfortunately. But it's quite funny. I mean, dog web hat, I, I don't have any. I wish I did. The other layer ones, the other alt layer ones I'm looking at right now are guys like Nier and Tron. I think they're also uh, doing some interesting things. I know Nier is building, uh, is really looking to build some real world use cases. And Tron is super interesting just because of the amount of stable coins that are trading on Tron. But yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot going on in alt layer ones. And I think it's showing a very clear use for a multi-layer one uh, ecosystem moving forward. Leo, you're not the only one that doesn't really understand what's going on with that meme coin. So you're in you're in good company, but they are fun to watch. Yeah, I wish I understood it better. It's a, it's a place where you get the real volatility, right? But uh, never been my thing. I also am not really an art collector, so you know. Yeah, I don't I don't have the stomach for that kind of volatility. Leo, thank you so much for joining Markets Daily today. Thanks very much, Jen. That was Hashnote CEO Leo Mizuhara. That's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Sanasi. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jen Sanasi. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.